I don't wanna fall asleep. I don't wanna pass away. I've been thinking of our future because I'll never see those waves. And we're back. Hello, hi. Hello, folks. We're here on a somber Wednesday afternoon. That's right. I'm recording this on Wednesday because tomorrow I got shit to do. So I won't. So if uh, this is being recorded on Wednesday, if every, every team in the Big Ten, uh, if every player dies of COVID uh, tomorrow, I'm not going to talk about it because this was recorded today, Wednesday. I don't know uh, if you've seen the news, but if you haven't, the COVID monster has strucketh. Wisconsin and Nebraska game canceled because multiple players on Wisconsin tested positive. That's tough, man. That's tough. I said it in the in, in the first episode. This is going to be one of those seasons. This is going to be a, 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 just an absolute clusterfuck. There might be a, a, a. I mean, what happens if Wisconsin has still has five players who test positive next week and the week after that? Are they going to just play four games? Are they going to be 4-0? and Clusterfuck of a season. Uh, that's why I was just happy to watch football. If you listen to my instant reaction after the Iowa loss at Purdue, I don't know what. Listen, I don't really fucking pay attention to what people are saying on Twitter. I've been on Twitter just because I know that's the only reason, or that's the only way I can grow this podcast and actually get people to listen to it. So if I'm interacting with you or if I'm talking to you on Twitter, it's because I want you. It's, it's strictly, it's not because I care about you. It's strictly because I want your clicks, okay? I want you to listen to my podcast. I don't care about you. That's bad. We should take this again. We should start over, but we're not going to. Um, I wasn't really paying attention to Twitter. People get, you know, people get upset. They're in the moment. They're watching the game. They get uh, angry. I, I, I didn't really feel that way watching this game. I, I kind of felt like, like, here's what it felt like. It's like, your mom, like, you wanted pizza, right? You're a kid. You want your mom to, to order Lou Melnati's pizza, right? You go, please, 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 can we get pizza? Come on, please, please. She goes, no, I'm doing a, a fucking whatever, a roast tonight. I'm making a roast. And you go, fuck, I fucking hate roast. And then your whole uh, kitchen starts on fire because she, uh, you know, I don't know, your uh, oven blew up and now the roast is ruined and your mom goes, uh, you know, after the fire department comes in and puts out the fire and leaves, your mom goes, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go get pizza. That's how I feel about this season. It's like there's been a horrible, uh, scary thing with COVID-19 happening. But I still get the nice little tasty treat at the end. You know, it's not going to be the same. It's going to be different. It's going to be tainted in a way. But I still get... A little bit of Lou Malnati's pizza at the end of the day, you know? So, I, I, I'm i not going to sit here and fucking get mad every time a kid drops a pass or fucking misses a tackle or, you know, oh, they, they can't figure out how to out-scheme Purdue. I, I, don't, I don't fucking care, man. I'm just happy they're playing games. And quite frankly, in three weeks, this could all be fucking over. This could be the shortest-lived podcast of all time. This could be the shortest-lived podcast of all time. If, if three weeks from now there's five teams that can't play their fucking game and uh, the, and the league just goes, fuck it, we're just not doing a season. Ohio State, you can go, uh, you know, I don't know, play uh, Eastern Michigan or something, you know. Is the MAC back this year? 
Is the Mac in action? I don't know. I don't really care either. I'm not going to look it up. So overall, I mean, you know, we can go over the uh, we can go back over the the uh, the box score here. Iowa twenty, Purdue twenty four. Purdue uh, big second half. I mean, it really they they controlled the game in the first quarter. Um, Spencer Petrus was throwing. I think Brian Ferentz was kind of like, you know what, man, we got this kid. He's got a big arm. Let's get him out there. Let's let's let him throw the first couple of drives. Let's not try to hide him. I think that ultimately cost the Hawkeyes because they went, you know, they they didn't do anything in the first quarter. Uh, Purdue went up seven nothing. Then Iowa had to kind of play from behind. They scored seventeen in the second, and there was really a moment. And this is, you know. Like I said, this year, I have no expectations whatsoever. I To me, it's a push. Whatever the fuck happens this year, no big deal. There was a moment in the game, and I'm not sure if I mentioned it on the Instant Reaction podcast. I might have. There was a moment in this game where the, the Hawkeyes had the ball at, like, their own 40-yard line, something like that, right? 25 seconds left on the clock. I go, there's no way they score. This is right before the second half, or right before the 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 uh, right before halftime. So right at the end of the first half, Hawkeyes have the ball. Twenty five seconds. I go. They're running the ball. There's no way they're going to run the ball. Take a knee. Even there's no way the game. The score was tied. They end up Spencer Petrus on two just absolute beautiful frozen ropes down the field. Connect to Sam Laporta, and then I believe it was. Uh, I believe it was uh, Nico Regani. Two big completions. They get themselves in field goal range. They kick a field goal. They're up at halftime. That's huge. You can look at the last drive of the game, and you can look at Spencer Petrus, and you could criticize him and go, oh, well, you know, he threw a bunch of incompletions, and he the, bit, the moment was too big for him. Well, the moment wasn't too big for him at, before halftime. So you, he show, he's showing that he's capable of making those plays when it counts. That's a big deal. That field goal before halftime in a Big Ten game where points are at a premium, that's a big deal. So for him to do that, I was like, you know what? We're going to be all right. Next year when this all shit is, is all over and we can all go back to normal, hopefully it's, it, it is that way, next year we're going to be in good shape. He might not be, you know, as good as Nate Stanley. He might make a lot of mistakes. Maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe he gets hurt. Who knows? I mean, the, the, you know, it's his first game. But if he's the guy that we have moving forward, I feel okay about that. The kid's got a cannon. He's got to take. He's got to learn how to put a little touch on the ball. He's got to take a little bit off the ball. He's gonna. He's gonna throw a lot of interceptions that way, man. If you're whipping the ball at a dude who's fucking ten yards away from you, it's gonna bounce off his hands. A linebacker's gonna pick it off and take it the other way. It's just it, you gotta. I, I understand it's his first game. I'm not trying to nitpick, but I thought overall, good first game. Twenty-two for thirty-nine. 265 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. He ran the ball three times for zero yards. Uh, obviously, there's a sack mixed in there. He did have a touchdown on the ground. Uh, and, and keep in mind, keep uh, keep this in mind as well. Look at Iowa's top two receivers. Purdue played a very good game defensively. Purdue played a very good game. They forced turnovers. They were punching the ball out. Two Iowa running backs had major fumbles, big, big problems, big problematic fumbles. But you look at what this Purdue defense did against your number one and number two receiver, okay? Brandon Smith, three catches, 34 yards. 
Amir Smith-Marset, he had two runs for 18 yards. Guess how many catches he had? Zero. Okay, they did a good job. They schemed against. They took those guys away. They were like, you know what? We're honestly, it was a great defensive performance by Purdue. They took their uh, Iowa's two senior wide receivers, the two guys that Spencer Petrus is counting on to make plays for him. They took those guys away, and Spencer Petrus still threw for 265 yards. He found Sam Laporta. He found Nico Regani. He found Tyler Goodson. Uh, you, you know, he 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 found Tyrone Tracy. He found Monte Patabom, whoever the fuck that is. So overall, man, I'm not I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about this performance by Spencer Petrus. I, I I thought he showed a lot of guts. You know, he he's he's a he's gonna be. You would think he's gonna be the guy that they roll with next year, and uh, overall, I was I was impressed and 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 I I think I feel better about the direction of Iowa football after this game than I did prior to this game. Prior to this game, I had no fucking idea what was going to happen. After this game, I'm like, you know what? We're probably going to be in in good hands. Doesn't mean we're going to go 10 and you know, 10 and 2 every year and we're going to be in Big 10 championships. I'd like that, but I think more work needs to be done. I think we can you know, the the offensive line had some issues. They struggled at times. Running back wise, you got to hold on to the ball. Wide receiver wise, you think about next year. These are two seniors as your number one and number two. Who's going to fill in? Who's going to step up? Is it Nico Regani? Is Tyrone Tracy going to take that next step? Who do you have coming in that's that can be a playmaker for you in the in the next four years? You know, all of these things are are important. All of these things will be answered in the next couple of years. But I think at quarterback, at the very least, um, promising. Defensively, there's a lot of you know a lot of consternation about the Iowa defense, or at least what I saw online. People upset. I mean, it really Purdue has a had a, a an incredible you know five star athlete in Darian Bell. Thirteen catches, 121 yards, three touchdowns. Milton Wright made some plays. Uh, their their running back Alexander Horvath made some plays, especially in the second half. They really started to run the ball in the second half. He he's a he's a really he's a, he's a special player. That Alexander Horvath. Uh, you know, will he be a pro? Probably not. But in terms of Big Ten college football, that's a big motherfucker that you don't want to tackle. Okay, that's a problem coming downhill at you. Okay. I really look at Purdue and I, I I mean, they played a good game. They forced some turnovers. They made some mistakes. I don't really, you know, their quarterback, Aiden O'Connell, 31 of 50, 282 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. He, he played fine. I mean, you know, there was a little bit of pressure in his face. Iowa got him into some bad situations, but he was able to make plays. Their best athlete receiver that they had made plays and ours were bottled up by their defense. So that was really the difference in the game, you know, in my opinion. You know, the turnovers, you could focus on that. You could focus on the defense. You could, To me, it's their best player balled out, and ours were kind of bottled up a little bit. I'm going to move on from Purdue, and we're going to talk about the rest of the league. We're going to talk about uh, what happened last week. Is uh, see if I can bring these games up on my phone here. 
to give you a little uh, refresher. So last week I went four and three in my picks. I had Wisconsin over Illinois. Wisconsin absolutely trounced Illinois. Illinois, I mean, I, I said this in the Instant Reaction podcast. I'll say it again. They were doing this weird formation where they had like two wingbacks. It seemed like they had like eight tight ends on the field. And they were just plowing, I mean, like a snowplow, literally like just orange jerseys being pushed back. It, it was it was hard to watch towards the end of that game, man. Illinois got to got to figure out their identity or figure out offensively how to move the ball or something, man, because that that was bad. That was rough. I picked that game correctly, Wisconsin over Illinois. Rutgers over Michigan State. Did I fucking call it or did I fucking call it? Fucking old Greg. He's back in the saddle again. And it's time. It's 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 time. Listen. I'm going to pick. I'm going to give you a little preview of my picks later. I'm picking Rutgers this week, too. I'm picking Rutgers this week to beat a ranked Indiana. Is it time to rank Rutgers? These questions and more after the break. No. I I really, I was super impressed. I watched that entire game because I thought it would be a good game, and it was, and Rutgers forced fucking seven turnovers. Is that going to happen every single week? No, but they have Noah Vedral. He's a good player. He's gonna. He, he's a. He's an experienced guy. He's played Big Ten football. He understands like, you know what what is required of an of of a Big Ten quarterback. He's gonna make some plays for you. He made some really good uh, throws. I thought they ran the ball very well. As I let me let me pull up the stats here. Uh, sorry, this is uh, this is unprofessional, unacceptable. Hold on, let me see. NCAA football, okay, uh, not top twenty-five. Big Ten, don't you hate that that they always go to the top twenty-five, as if you care what Coastal Carolina is up to. Shout out Coastal Carolina, Rutgers. All right, so Rutgers, Michigan State. Here we're gonna take take a little peek at the box score. Let's take a look at the team stats here. So. Rutgers had 16 first downs. Michigan State had 23. So that kind of gives you an idea. I mean, seven turnovers. They didn't have, you know. You got gift-wrapped a fucking turnover, too, in this game where they fumbled at the, I believe, at the one-yard line. Or no, 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 that was, that was in the Indiana game. I apologize. So total yards, 369 for Michigan State. A lot of that's in garbage time, trying to catch up. 276 for Rutgers. 170 passing. 106 on the ground. Three turnovers. Okay, so maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm overreacting a little bit to the to the Rutgers win. They won thirty eight to twenty seven, um, but they did not play a good game. They had nine penalties for sixty six yards. They turned the ball over three times. They only had sixteen first downs. So maybe I'm okay. I'm still sticking with my pick, just because it would be hilarious if Rutgers beat Indiana, but. Uh, Oh, I mean, it's just it's just Sparty shooting themselves in the foot. Sparty had better athletes, uh, you know. I, I think old Greg has him has his boys playing hard, has his boys playing tough. But that's one of those games similar to the Indiana game, which we'll get to in a second. Just uh, just gave it away, man. I mean, you can't turn the ball over fucking seven times. That's that you. It's impossible to win unless they have seven turnovers as well. Impossible to win that game. 
by Sparty. Then you had Indiana, the upset win over Penn State. I, uh, you know, everyone's giving props to Indiana, and you should. They won the game. But again, Penn State, 27 first downs, Indiana, 16. Penn State, total yards, 488. Indiana, 211. Ugh. They were 4 of 12 on, on third down. Rushing yards, 41. Turnovers, two. So, you know, they weren't penalized that much. They only had four penalties for 36 yards. They only had 19 minutes of time of possession, Indiana, in that game. Penn State, on the other hand, 250 yards rushing, 238 yards passing. That's a dominant performance if you take away the three turnovers, if you take away the gift-wrapped touchdown where you turn the ball over at the one-yard line and they can just run it in. They, they, were, they were averaging 6.8 yards per passing attempt. That's very good. It's not very good. It's good. They threw two picks. I mean, to me, it's not, that's not a dominant win by Indiana. That's not a, that, that's a, if anything, that's a dominant game by Penn State. 250 yards on the ground. 4.8 yards a, a rush on 52 attempts. I mean, come on, man. That's, that's, uh, don't sleep on Penn State. Okay, they had a bad first game. They were rusty. They, you know, they made some mistakes, turnovers. I think uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure they're going to beat Ohio State this week. That's who they have, right? Ohio State. I mean, they're at home. I'm not sure they're going to beat them, but they're going to give them a tough game. I, I might take Penn State with the points, eleven and a half points. Michigan, forty nine. Minnesota, twenty four. This was just a, a game that really just got away from. Uh, the Gophers, because the Gophers were playing tough. They, they, it seemed like they were right there, and then Michigan State would just crack a huge play. If we look at the team stats here. I like the team stats more so than I like the player stats because I mean, we'll, we'll give you a little player stats. Zach Charbonnet, only four carries, 70 yards, touchdown. You have Michigan's new quarterback, Joe Milton who played a, a decent game, 15 of 22 for 225 yards, a touchdown, no interceptions. He ended up running the ball pretty well, eight times for 52 yards and a score. I think Michigan is going to be one of those teams that kind of floats around where they're at right now, 18th. That's what they're ranked. Well, I don't know what they're ranked this week. Probably a little bit higher. But they, I mean, you take a look at this game, you take a look at the team stats, first down, and, and if we remember... If we go back to my picks, so uh, Nebraska at Ohio State, I picked Ohio State. I'm not going to spend too much time on that game. Ohio State is just a much better team. Penn State at Indiana, I picked Penn State. I got that wrong. Iowa at Purdue, I picked Iowa. I got that wrong. Michigan at Minnesota, I picked Minnesota just because it would have been cool to see. They lost. And then Northwestern at Maryland, absolute blowout. Uh, I picked Northwestern, so I ended up being 4-3. and three. And, the, you know, the last I'm not going to talk about Ohio State and Northwestern. Um, I will talk about, well, I, I will talk about Northwestern because that's Iowa's next opponent. But um, Michigan at Minnesota, total yards for Michigan, 481 to, Mich uh, to Minnesota's 326. Rushing yards, 256. I mean, if you're rushing for 250 in a game, man, if you're a Michigan or you're a Penn State rushing for 250 in a game, your offense is humming. So I, I kind of look at Penn State and Michigan, you know, similarly. I think Penn State probably, 
will we'll finish a little bit better than Michigan, but uh, but we'll see. I, I I felt like this was a game that just got out of out of reach pretty fast for uh, or you know overtime for uh, for Mich- or for Minnesota. So we'll, we'll we'll switch gears here, and we'll do the week two. That's right, I'm calling it week two because I I don't really care about the rest of college football. I don't care what Clemson's doing. I don't care. It's uh, it's just it's uh, who cares. I like Big Ten football. That's what I pay attention to. If you like the other stuff, uh, you know, listen to fucking Paul Feinbaum or whatever. I don't know. So this week, a couple matchups we got. We got Minnesota at Maryland. Now Maryland got absolutely stomped by Northwestern. Uh, to me, this this screams. You know, Minnesota is no longer ranked after being knocked off by uh, by Michigan last week. To me, this screams Minnesota uh, by by quite a few. I think I think they're going to try to iron out the kinks here, and I think they're going to figure it out against Maryland. I really don't know what Maryland's identity is. As you look at the uh, the matchup predictor, eighty one percent, eighty two percent of people are saying uh, Minnesota in this game, and and you know rightfully so. On Saturday, October twenty, October thirty first, Hallow's Eve, we have Michigan State at Michigan, number thirteen Michigan, coming off the big win at Minnesota. I everyone's picking Michigan by a million in this game. I I don't trust Michigan State in the slightest. I mean, they they have some players. It's not going to be an absolute thrashing. I don't think. I think Michigan State's going to bounce back. They have a good coach. They have some playmakers. They still are not a good team, I don't think. I don't think they're a team that that eclipses three wins or four wins this year. But um it's 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 not gonna be an I mean these you know these kids have pride. These these are this is a once proud program. If it, if if the wheels do come off though for Michigan State, whew that's going to be tough. That is, that's just about the worst start to a season that you could possibly have. Losing to Rutgers and then getting absolutely blown out by your biggest rival, Michigan. That's a, that's a, that, you couldn't draw up a worse start to the season for Michigan State if that's the case. But I'm going Michigan at home. They're in the big house. Purdue at Illinois. Is that what they call it? Do they call it the big house, or did I, am I retarded? Do they call it the big? Yeah, it's the big house, right? Michigan. Yeah, big house Minecraft. I could look that up as well. Purdue at Illinois. Honestly, I didn't see anything from Illinois that gives me confidence that they're going to push push put up much of a fight in this game. But for whatever reason, Purdue is only favored by seven points. Not really sure why. I, I don't. Maybe the odds makers know something. I don't. Um, for me, I mean, let, let's see. I'm going to look up right now. Jeff Brom update. Jeff Brom update. Because the, the big thing, I mean, in this game, it's like expects to return to team. Uh, yeah, he expects to return to the team Wednesday. Okay, so he will be uh, most likely coaching 
in this game. And then uh, let's look up Rondale Moore. You love that I'm doing the research on the podcast itself. Rondale Moore update instead of doing it before. Uh, so, yeah, news on Rondale Moore. He's he, uh, One day ago, Jeff Brom gives cryptic comments on Rondale Moore's status. He, uh, uh, who knows? Who knows? But even so, I mean, with the, with the other five-star receiver they have, I think they have more than enough to take care of Illinois on the road, okay? Indiana at Rutgers. You heard me call it. It's a home game for old Greg and the Scarlet Knights. I'm picking Rutgers with the upset. It's not going to be by a lot. I believe Penix is a good quarterback. I think they're going to make Indiana's, you know, they're, they're not a bad team. Are they the, uh, what, what are they ranked as right now? Are they the, uh, well, I guess Indiana's, uh, what are they, like 20th? No, Indiana's 17th. Are they the 17th best team in the country? Probably not. I, pro- I would guess probably not. Are they maybe like the 35th best team in the country? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. That's kind of where I slate them. You know what I mean? Can they go up and beat a Penn State? Can they go up and beat, uh, you know, could they give Ohio State a, a little scare? Maybe they lose by 10 to Ohio State or something like that. Yeah. They're a decent team, man. But I, I'm, 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 I'm riding the hot hand. I'm riding old Greg all the way to the promised land. Rutgers is going to be ranked in the next three years, okay? Mark my words. Not, you know, highly, but they'll beat it. They'll, you know, they'll crack the top 25. It's not that hard. Coastal Carolina is in the fucking top 25 right now. Northwestern at Iowa. We'll save that one for, for last here. Ohio State at Penn State. The experts are going OSU by 11 and a half, and you kind of have to. I mean, they're, they're the class of the Big Ten. Penn State's coming off a loss. You know, the the, the experts are going to go revenge game. This is, uh, this is where Penn State proves their mettle and, you know, probably loses by 10. Probably <laughs> loses by 10 or 11 points, which is right where the line is. You know, they'll, they'll give them a scare, and they'll, you know, maybe get up on them early, 17 to 3 or something like that. And then, you know, the, the athletes are going to take over. The five-star upon five-star upon five-star athletes are going to take over. And I, I think this, this could be a really, really fun game to watch, but I'm going to go with Ohio State. Um, Wisconsin and Nebraska, again, canceled, unfortunately, for Wisconsin, really, because Wisconsin, I think, had an opportunity or and still does have an opportunity to win the Big Ten West. The only problem is... How many games are they going to miss? How many games are they going to be out? And at what point does a – I mean, what do you do at the end of the season if, uh, you know, Wisconsin is uh, uh, whatever, 8-0, and and uh, and then another team in the in the Big Ten – say Purdue just has a has a has just a great year, and Purdue goes 8-2. Is that really fair to Purdue? It's like technically they're worse than Wisconsin – but is that really fair? You know what I mean? To, to, to it, what, if, what if it's an even more extreme example? What if Wisconsin goes 4-0 and and they, they miss four games this season? And uh, a team like Minnesota, 
goes four and four or five and three or something like that. You know, I guess I guess at, at five and three they would be considered. Are, are they considered the better team at that point? I don't know. I don't know. It'd, it'd be weird. It'd be weird to work out. I think it's uh, it's a good game. Good game to be canceled if you're Nebraska. You kind of dodged a bullet there after uh, you know after what happened last week at Ohio State. You you got I mean Ohio State Wisconsin. You'd like both of those games to be canceled if at all possible. So now we're going to Iowa Northwestern. The pollsters, the uh, not the pollsters, the uh, the numbers makers in Vegas are saying Iowa by two and a half. I think this. I mean, you know, trying to predict a lot of these games, you know, in Iowa, Minnesota, and Iowa. This, this is what I feel: is that trying to predict in Iowa, Minnesota, and Iowa Northwestern, in Iowa. Uh, I mean, even you know, Penn State or something like that, or. or, or it's go, It's always going to be a good game. It's going to be fun to watch. I don't really care what happens. I hope Iowa wins. You know, I hope Iowa wins. I hope uh, Spencer Petras continues to take the those next steps. I hope we can get um, our, our Brandon Smith and our receivers a little bit more involved. Um, I hope they can move the ball. I hope Sam Laporta continues to have a, a strong season defensively. Nebraska or, or, or Northwestern doesn't have a guy like. Let me get let me get this box score back up. I always forget his name. Doesn't have a guy like Darian Bell, right? So I to me, it, it's it's going to be one of those games. We'll, we'll we'll grab the box score real quick from the uh, Maryland game. It's hard to glean anything from this. It's really hard to glean anything from this. Maryland's quarterback is Tolua Tagovailoa, who who finished 14 of 25 for 94 yards and three picks. Great. Northwestern, Peyton Ramsey, 23 for 30, 212 yards, a touchdown. Drake Anderson had 103 on the ground. Isaiah Bowser had 70. So they got, you know, they're going to run the ball. I think this is going to be another game similar to Purdue where it comes down to a limited amount of possessions and who's going to make the plays. I, I, I know uh, Iowa fans are not going to be happy to hear me say this. I kind of trust Peyton Ramsey and this running attack a little bit more than I trust Spencer Petrus at this point. I like Spencer Petrus. I think he's going to be a good player. But I, I'm just not sure at this point in the season, especially given the uh, the absolute dominant performance that Northwestern turned in in, in, in week one here, you know, it's gonna come. It's gonna be close. It's gonna be close. I just have a little bit more confidence in Northwestern. I know I'm supposed to pick Iowa every time. This is an Iowa podcast, okay? I know I'm upsetting some people, but I don't care. Like I said, here's the deal. I think this is gonna be a fun game. It's two very very similarly built teams, and. Uh, I'm excited. I hope it happens. I hope a bunch of players don't get COVID and uh, and and we're deprived of this fun uh, October matchup, this fun Halloween matchup. It would have been a great game. I mean, you know, keep that in mind, too. 
that you know we 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 forget that you know I mean this would have been a Saturday matinee two thirty in the afternoon on Halloween everybody's dressed up everybody's going to the, going to the stadium dressed up as you know fucking Tiger King or whatever whatever the popular uh, Halloween costume is this year. You know, that, that, that's an alternative reality where we're all uh, hanging out and getting drunk and tailgating in our costumes. And, uh, and now we're living in this reality where, at, at the very least, the game still happens. At the very least, we can sit with our friends and our uh, fiancé who doesn't really care about football, and we can sit there and, uh, and watch, watch the excitement. I am going to be, so I, like I said, I did this podcast a day early uh, because tomorrow I have a show uh, right as the 25% capacity rule goes into effect in Wisconsin. I have a showcase that I'm on um, featuring tomorrow night at the at the High Note Lounge in Milwaukee, High Note Karaoke Lounge in Milwaukee. And then this weekend I'm going to Door County, so I'm going to be maybe in some spotty uh internet land but i'm going to try to watch the game is it on at the same time no so well okay so the the wisconsin game was going to be on at the same time but the wisconsin game was canceled so i'm going to go up there i'm going to be in door county with my fiance we'll probably hit a restaurant around 2 30 fuck now that i think about it like fuck dude i don't know if i'm gonna be able to catch this game we got to hit a restaurant around 2.30 and just try to watch it because otherwise it's going uh, to be a problem. I will be there with the instant reaction on Saturday. Check it out. Follow me on Twitter at Hawkin Podcast, H-A-W-K-I-N Podcast. Follow us on or, or, or uh, subscribe to us on Spotify. Um, we are not on iTunes yet. I received an email saying that my podcast, my first podcast was too vulgar. I think that's just because I had a swear word in the title of it. I don't know if they actually listened to it. But uh, it's going to be a while for before we can get on iTunes podcast or Apple podcast because they, they have to have five episodes or whatever the fuck it is. You guys don't care about that. You're just ready for some Iowa football. And I am too. I'm excited. I, I'm, I'm excited to watch the, the maturation of this quarterback. I'm excited to watch... Uh, the, the maturation of a lot of these players on defense, Davion Nixon, who had a great game in, in week one. I want to see these linebackers. I want to see these defensive backs step up and make some plays. And I want to see how Iowa responds to a loss to a team that played a very, you know, they played a better game. Purdue played, just played a better game. Let's see if Iowa can, can uh, flip the tide here as they face off against Pat Fitzgerald and the Northwestern Wildcats. We'll talk to you guys on Saturday. Goodbye.